Peace and prosperity is my first salute to you. I'm Merton Clark, and welcome to the Word of Truth Revealed podcast. It is my desire to build you up to increase your spiritual stamina and tenacity, to empower effectiveness and help you discover your purpose. Enjoy this vibrant and dynamic message. What is the Spirit saying to the church? Spirit is going to speak what the Word of God is saying. Not what someone is trying to develop or someone is trying to do. What is the Spirit saying to the church? Spirit is saying what the Word of God is saying. And if you ever want to, if you're ever in obscurity, you don't know what you're doing, please get back to the Word of God. But people are frightened right now. People are in dark places, a dim place, a, a gloomy place. But I'm here to tell you that God is still on the throne. Hallelujah. And he's the light of life. The scripture is clear. The Bible says in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. But the second verse says the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. There was nothing made that we see that was made without him. Verse four, in him was life and the life in him was the light of men. That light shines in darkness Scripture says darkness cannot comprehend the light. And if you're in a, a dim place today, what we need to do is turn on the switch so you can see the light. And if you're in a dark place, everything is illuminated. Glory to God. And so there are many gaps and differences in our society. There are differences in, our, in the way we worship and praise in America. This is a free society. And so people are part of many different denominations, many different affiliations. You're free to worship any way you want in America. We do believe that it's important for Christians to follow the scriptures. Uh, it is unnatural for believers to not come together because the scripture teaches us that we should come together. At the same time, when the church is persecuted, the church, even in church history, will go underground for a season. And so there are times where the church had to go underground. While underground, God still calls the church to grow. And in, uh, in Acts chapter 12, Peter was taken by Herod and the church went underground and began to pray. And God brought Peter up out of the dungeons, set him free, and the church continued to grow. There are times in church history where the enemy came in like a virus to attack God's people. The church had to go underground. While underground, he was working things out, glory to God, because Jesus went underground. Jesus went underground for a moment, and in three days when he came out, he came out with more power. And so we're not afraid of going underground for a season. You need to understand, it is unnatural for us not to gather uh, in, a, in, a, in a place and worship God in the beauty of holiness. But at this time, to stop this pandemic from spreading through every borough around the world, this is the pandemic, this is global here. I think another thousand died in in Italy uh, on yesterday, another thousand, over 50 doctors died. Okay, you got these people on the front lines in Italy, okay? And they're on the front lines, it's, 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 it's okay, we plead the blood and we're pleading the blood, but we need to also follow some guidelines here because this thing is a pandemic. And for the spiritual people that say, let's plead the blood, let's plead the blood, but at the same time, we got people who don't know nothing about the blood. So what we want to do is make sure we follow the same pattern so we can stop this thing from invading the entire world. And God has perfected it by giving us an opportunity to minister to the world through social media. 
A lot of times we've criticized it, but right now it is piping life into the community. Glory to God. And I want to encourage all of you in the name of the Lord, when you don't understand God, still grab onto his hem of his garment, because if you can touch it, you can be made whole. There's darkness all around us. There are gaps, many differences, many distinctions in our world. We are, uh, uh, have an opportunity to see these kinds of things every single day. We have countless contrasts in our world. Let me give you a few. Accurate and then inaccurate. We have right and we have wrong. We have young and we have old. Talking about contrasts. We have present. You're either in it or you're out of it. You're absent. We have free and we have the confined. We have black and we have white. We ascend or we what? Descend. You can help me, it's okay. We have light, not light as in uh, uh, lights, but light as in weight. And we have heavy. <laughs> we have skinny. We have hatred. And we have what? Love. Love. Good. Wonderful. We have hope and we have despair. We have richer. People get married for richer. But the opposite is poor. <laughs> Very seldom do we get married for poorer. We have bold folk. What's the opposite? The contrast. Timid. But God has not given us the spirit of timidity, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. It's okay to talk back to me. We have hot and we have cold. We have torrid and we have frigid. We have sickness. Okay, I'm preaching. And health, contrast. We stand or we fly. <laughs> we have life or we have death. We operate in fear or we operate in faith. We are ignorant of God's righteousness. If you're ignorant, you will establish your own or we have knowledge. My people do perish for the lack of knowledge. We have those that are abandoned or feel abandoned. But we have those who feel accepted. We have the saved and we have the lost. We have righteousness, help me somebody, and we have unrighteousness. We have those who are for it, and we have those who are against it. We have back and forth people. <laughs> we have wolves, and we have lambs. But I just want to encourage you to look at just a few, one thing today. I want you to see the contrast between light and darkness. The very young and the very elderly are damaged more than any other group as it relates to darkness and light. When young people, very young people, when it's dark, they are so confident in themselves, they'll just try to walk around in the house without any lights on. Little babies, they don't have a clue, can't even reach the switch, and they'll bump into things, fall and hurt themselves. And so we need constant, they need constant supervision when it's dark. And then the elderly, 
uh, may be so confident that they've been able to feel themselves through, uh, through the house for so many years when it's dark. But when they fall now, uh, they break bones. They're more fragile than, 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 than we are. And so they need to be protected or covered when there's darkness. It is the ones that's between who are stuck in the middle that seem to be uh, a little bit more self-centered when there's darkness. In other words, uh, I think I can do it on my own. Even though it's dark, I can continue to say what I need to say, do what I need to do, go where I need to go. Even though it's dark, I think I can make it. Plus, I have what we call night vision. I can see in the darkness because my eyes have adjusted. And so what happens a lot of times, those stuck in the middle will go out and get themselves hurt because they're trying to maneuver when things are dark. I want to encourage those stuck in the middle. You may not be extremely young or stepped into your senior years, but don't become too self-confident. If it's dark outside, if it's dark outside, you need to understand the best way to keep yourself safe is to turn on the light. This is what God is doing. Everybody says it's dark outside. I want you to just think about it. It's dark in our world right now. People are afraid of walking, afraid of talking, afraid of doing what we used to do a month ago. But we need to turn on the light because once the light is on, fear is dispelled. His message is designed to turn on the switch, to turn on the switch, to turn on the switch. Glory to God. And so don't become too familiar with your surroundings, your familiar surroundings without flipping on the switch. Very dangerous to maneuver without flipping on the switch. There's one colossal difference that I want to really bring to your attention today. And that is, I said it before, the difference between darkness and light. Job chapter 24, the NIV, verse 13 and 14. It'll be on the screen in a moment. There are those who rebel, they are non-conformists, who rebel against the light. The scripture says, who do not know its ways or stay in its paths. In other words, there are those, they can see the light on, but they will go around the light. They can have the knowledge, but they will always be contrary to the knowledge. They'll try to find their own way. Instead of standing in the light or in the counsel of God, there are those, the scripture is clear, who rebel, the scripture says, against the light. Against the light. They rebel against the light who do not know its ways or stay in its paths. Verse 14, when daylight is gone, notice when there's no light, look at what emerges out of the dungeons, what comes out of, of, of the nature of man. The murderer rises up and kills the poor and the needy. In the night, he steals forth like a thief. So not only do we have pandemics in the night, but the nature of man is dark. And when there is no light, the scripture says, then murderers rise up and they attack the poor. Even murderous lending, predator lending, you'll attack the poor, uh, uh, elevate their interest rates when there's no light. 
Glory to God. And just feed off of them. Feed out of, they have nothing anyway, but feed out of their community when there's no light. In the night, he steals forth like a thief. It goes on to start talking about other, other types of activity that goes on in the darkness. And you can read it in Job chapter 24, verse 13, 14, 15, and 16. Glory to God. But what I want to show you is that when the light comes, there are people who rebel against it. In other words, they would rather stand in the shadows. It's dim light, but instead of it turning on, instead of them allowing God to turn on the light they, and, and, and everything becoming radiant, they would rather for it to be dim. They feel better when it's dim, sitting in the shadows there, when it's a gloomy times. We'd rather have the gloomy than the glaring or the murky than clarity or the obscured than revelation. The moonless versus ultra brightness. And even at night, the moon is designed to give us light. That's why the lesser is the moon, the greater is the sun. But he created the moon that you would have some type of light in the darkness. Glory to God. And so, but there, there are those who rebel against light who would rather stand in the shadows and turn out the moon because then emerged the nature of man to take advantage of the poor. And in John chapter 1 and verse 10, remember, if we're going to have any light in this dark time, we need the word of God. John chapter 10, 1 and verse 10, chapter 1 and verse 10, it's on the screen, it reads like this. He was in the world. The light was in the world. The brightness was in the world. The radiant was here. The scripture says, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. You know why? Because there are those who rebel against the light. He's right there standing before you. don't see him. He's right there standing before you. One of the things that God does, he will disrupt our plans so he can show you his plan. Hallelujah. He will turn off the light. Turn off the light. Not to start a party, but turn it off so you'll grope. Then he'll turn on the light so you'll find him and find your way. Glory, hallelujah. And so he was in the world. Glory to God. He made the world, but the world didn't recognize the one who made it. And look how often we as people of God, as the people of God or citizens of this great world, the maker, the creator, like the creator of your car, the designer of your vehicle. Most people, okay, I like it, but you don't think about the creator when you're driving it. You don't think about the one who designed it. We don't think about the one who designed a certain type gas to go in it. What we think about what we have, I finally got my Benzo. I finally got my, my Benzo. I got my BMW. I have my Lexus. I got my O, 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 O. Yes, thank the Lord. But you ever think about the designer? I tell you what, you think about the designer when it starts breaking down, then you want to take it to the designer. Well, this world is cracking, it's breaking down, and we need to present it to the, the one who made it. We got to give it back to him. Okay, I know you got your plot of land, and I know you talk about what's yours, but God has a way of taking it all away. God has a way of making us all know we're just little ants in this big world that he made. At any given time, we could be squashed, but I thank him that he even loves the ant. 
You mean you died for me, Jesus? Yes, he died for me, and he died for you. Glory to God. It was my son, he said, hanging on the cross. He died for me, and he died for you. Glory to God, that we might have life and light. And then in John chapter 3, we like to look at verse 16. For God so loved the world, uh, Eurocentric, that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent his son into the world, not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Glory to God. I love that. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's what we call Eurocentric. We love God. That's people who have great families, who maybe have some challenges, but just didn't know that God loved you. He loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love. He's reaching out to you even now. But the Eurocentric gospel is different from the Afrocentric gospel, which is Exodus 3. I've heard the cries of my people by reason of their taskmasters, and I've come down to deliver you. Because God is concerned not only with those who had a nice pedigree, he is concerned about those who are locked up in slavery. I've heard the cries of my people by reason of their taskmasters or the whip, and I've come down to deliver them. The scripture is very clear here in John chapter 3 and verse 19, though. God does love the world, and he gave his son for the world, but this is the verdict that he has against the world. That light has come. The switch has been turned on. Light has come into the world, but men love darkness instead of the light. Because, watch this, they rebel against it, their deeds were evil. Look at verse 20. Everyone who does evil hates the light. Ties in with what Job said. And would not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. So one of the things you need to understand that our nature doesn't want us to really say, you know what, the real problem with America, the real problem with every nation around the world, the real problem with our communities, the real problem is not just corona, it is the nature that we have. That when light is turned on, we'll move away from that. Ah, don't put the light on me. Why? Because if I stand in the light, then my deeds are exposed. My economic deeds, my relational deeds, my mindset. My issues, the way I handle injustice, the way I handle justice ministry, the way I handle government or politics, whatever it is, people don't want light because deeds are evil. And that is the verdict. That is the indictment on our world today. God loves us, but choose light so you can live. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. There's some health benefits of natural light. You may want to write this down. Natural light actually provides measurable health, health benefits. Just standing in natural light gives you some health benefits. And many of us, we don't like uh, hot weather. I'm, I'm from Florida, and uh, I was raised in a house where we didn't have AC until I turned 17, 16 or 17. And so we love fans, 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 fans. And some of you uh, were, wasn't always raised in luxury. Uh, my kids don't, don't understand anything like that. Uh, my children were raised in a house the first day they had AC. But I remember a time where there was no AC. And in Florida, it used to get real hot. 
I mean, real hot without, without AC. And uh, when I was a little boy, we had what we call a pestilent called gnats. And they used to flood every summer, flood the house, flood everything. And people had screen porches then, you know, screen doors, right? So you could open up the front door and have your screen door there and look through the screen door. Maybe a breeze would catch you every once in a while. But my brothers and I became very, very innovative. We would take a sheet, put it over the fan, make sure it's on the back of the fan, create a tent and get in there and just create some type of flow to get that cool air blowing on us because that's just the way it was here. Again, my children know nothing about that. My children were born in AC. They love it. If, if one time we had a hurricane, the AC went out, electric went out. My daddy said, it's like, I'm start. Daddy, we need to get a, can't we go and go, go to a hotel? I said, no, you and I are gonna stay here at the house because I wanna teach you some lessons while we sweat. I want you to understand life is not about AC, man. You got it all twisted. Now, you don't have AC when you're on the football field, but when you come to me, you think I'm supposed to provide it for you the whole time. But life is not like that. In America, we have it really nice, but majority of the world don't have AC. The majority of the world go through what we're going through right now, and they smile because they're used to it. Glory to God. You go to Africa, and you'll see what I'm saying. I've been to Africa twice, and I'm talking about their people in Africa. Down in Haiti, yeah, it's amazing. Go to Jamaica, you'll see what I'm saying. There are people who make the difference. They keep smiling because they're used to the turmoil. This kind of lifestyle can make us weak, glory to God. As soon as a little discomfort comes, we don't know how to deal with it. But I want you to know you can make this. You can do this. God is with us, but he needs us to go through a few things so we can appreciate him a little bit more. You go through so many uh, nice things day after day after day after day, AC, you'll start complaining about small stuff. But some of that stuff starts shutting down, whoa, you realize you really got it well. Glory to God. And you don't really know how well you have until you start paying the bills. Anybody complain when you don't have to pay the bills? Thank you, God. Well, I'm talking about natural light, right? There's some health benefits when you turn on natural light, just standing in the sun takes care of some things in your life. For a photographer, it is the best friend. Light is the best friend for a photographer. If you're buying a home, you need light. You want to see every little crack when you're inspecting your house. If you have employees, you need the light on. So you can see if they show up or not on time. Natural light is so important. Even now, as we pipe through the internet, we have to have light because you need to see it. The camera needs the light so it can pipe the signal through the internet. And you need light, glory to God. Number one, it boosts your vitamin D. Just standing in the natural light, vitamin D, which is very essential, exposure to the sunlight, your skin absorbs the vitamin D. It's critical. It, it brings nutrients into your body that prevents bone loss. It reduces the risks of heart disease just by standing in the light. So if you have a problem with your heart, every once in a while, you need to get out of the house and stand in the front yard and say, thank you, Jesus. That's why I like the Superman called Superman, who, to get his strength now. <laughs> 
He had to stand. <laughs> Man, I'm preaching today. He had to stand in the light. <laughs> His power came from the light. Glory to God. He had a weakness too now, talking about contrast. Krypton. Kryptonite could take his strength away. And you don't let darkness or anything snatch the strength out of you. Stand in the light. Absorb the light. God is working in the light. Another thing that light does, it wards off seasonal depression. The more you stand in the light, the less you'll get depressed. So if you check out people who are constantly depressed, how often are we checked into our own homes, shutting the shades and keeping it dark? Open up the shades, stand in the light, depression, ah, it can't comprehend the light. It's just something natural. This is why the enemy don't want the world to understand the true remedy that, that God wants to get to us is to shine his light on our countenance. Because once that happens, some demons that's been plaguing us, the demon of depression cannot plague us any longer. Glory, hallelujah. Glory to God. Another thing the light does, it improves your sleep. The more you stand in the light, the better you'll sleep at night. The more you stay inside and get AC and cool and drink pina coladas and hang out, the less you'll sleep at night. Just standing in the light will help you to rest better. The word of God, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, I'm shining the light. I'm shining the light this morning. The scripture says, 1 Corinthians 2 and 14, the man without the spirit, the man without the spirit of God does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. And he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. There are people, all they do is get their news from CNN, MSNBC, Headline News, Bloomberg, or Fox News. That's, that's the only thing that they listen to right now. Or some of these dark sites that's sending out crazy stuff, people are listening to them. I get them all the time. They send them to me through Messenger. Bishop, this is just a hoax. This is, nothing is going on, really. Really? Really? You listening to that? You listen to somebody tell you what to do to get rid of corona? Really? They're a doctor? They got natural remedies? Okay. You listen to that? If that's what you want to listen to and take your chances on that, then do that. I'd rather get with things that are proven, like the CDC, or websites like WHO, W-H-O. Check it out. These things are credible. Look at what's going on. Scientists are talking to you today. Scientists. Now, we believe that the word of God supersedes anybody. But you're not going to listen to the scientists. You're not going to listen to a mathematician. Not going to listen to someone who's proven, but someone way out there somewhere that just says something. Or some bootleg bishop that want to tell you all kind of stuff, quoting scriptures, but they're not telling you to walk in the light. So what are we doing? Popcorn bishops, bootleg bishops. Oh, everybody's an apostle and a prophet right now. Thus said the Lord thy God, for God is in the midst of thee. You're coming out tomorrow. All right. What if God didn't say that? I've been preaching for years that God is not a popcorn God. You don't put him in the microwave and pop him out. Why would he let his people walk in the wilderness for 40 years and let them hunger and thirst and go through all these things? Read the scriptures to teach them that man shall not live by bread alone or by capitalism alone. Amen. 
but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Get your education. Education is going, education won't even be the same in America after this. Why are people going to college spending, uh, uh, borrowing $120,000, $180,000 for college and there's no jobs? Does it make sense? Everything is shifting now. Church has to shift as well. And I'm preaching today. I'm not mad, but I'm passionate about this. Amen. So the spirit, the scripture says, man without the spirit of God doesn't accept the things of God. So why would we expect the world to accept what we're saying that the real problem is we're walking in darkness? I don't expect the world to say that. This is news for them. It's good news, though, because God has a remedy. Glory to God. But you need to know where you are. You're either in the light or you're in the darkness. Now, this is what the world says today. You're in the know. You're in the know. That's in the light. You're in the know. You know? You're in the know? Well, I'm in the know when I know Jesus. Amen. Not when I have CNN or MSNBC alone. I need Jesus. He's the light. Glory. I almost said touch your neighbor, but <laughs> your neighbor's six feet away. I can't say that. Glory, hallelujah, glory to God. My message is penetrate the darkness, pierce the darkness. I'm asking Jesus to pierce the darkness. I talked about a lot of doom and gloom, but let me tell you something, Jesus is the light. I want to take you to Isaiah chapter 60 and verse 1. Isaiah 60 verse 1, I love this. Arise, shine, for your light has come. I have some good news for you. Arise, shine, for your light is coming. The glory of the Lord rises among us, upon you, the scripture says. Then it says, see, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations, I'm preaching, will come to your light, and even kings of nations. To the brightness of your dawn. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I can shout right there. This is a prophetic word, and I'm releasing it in the name of the Lord. God told me to tell you, arise. Glory to God. Get up. Get up out of your depression. Stand in the light. If you just stand in the light, depression can't stand. There's some benefits, just benefits of you arising. Arise in your spirit. Elevate in your spirit. Why be cast down, O oh my soul? Put your hope in God. For I will yet praise you. Yeah. Glory, hallelujah. Arise. Lift up your head. Glory to God. I know it's gloomy out there. Darkness is gloomy. But remember, the light is designed to shine in darkness. But darkness it warps. It can't handle the light. It has to pick up its skirt. And scream and run out of here. You go in any dark room, turn on some light, darkness will scream. Ah! And get out of here. Just arise. Look at this. Shine. That's your own personal countenance. Smile. Put a smile on your face. Bishop, I don't know if I have a job on Monday or tomorrow. I don't know what's going on with my company. Don't worry about that. Arise and shine. God has never forsaken his people. David said, I've been young and now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Never seen it. Never seen the righteous forsaken, nor even his children begging. 
God will provide. If you have to bring a raven full of a bag of money, a stork full of a bag of money, drop it at your doorstep, God will do it. If you have to go down to the brook and, and, and fish, and every fish you buy has a gold coin in their mouth, God will work it out for you. I'm just crazy like that. I believe the word of God. Now, all of you believe in corona. You haven't seen it. You haven't seen the coronavirus. You've never seen it. The news, somebody's preaching to you about, you need to do this, and you need to do that. You need to get over it. They're preaching hard every 24-7, preaching hard. Look at the whole world has come under conviction. The whole world shifts. Schools shut down because of this preaching. Economic businesses, companies are shutting down because of this business. Restaurants are closed because of, you can't even go to the movie theater right now because of this, this word that's being preached. This gospel that's being preached. Can't call it gospel because gospel means good news. Bad news preached. Look how people all around the world are shifting with the news. Well, I have good news. Arise. I want to see how many people will arise. Arise. Get up. Get on up. Get up and rise and shine. Glory to God. For your light, your light, your savior. Come on. Your healer. Your light, your redeemer. Come on, your light, your warmth. Come on, your light, your luminosity and brightness. Your seal, glory to God. Your wheel in the middle of a wheel. Your clarity has come. Your direction during this time has come. Your truth revealed has come. Your light has come. So because you know, you don't have to see anything because you're moving based on things that you can't see now. Use the faith and put it in God. Hallelujah. And if God says arise, then let the believer arise. There are too many people in darkness. And when you arise, they're going to start seeing how you're managing yourself. And they'll say, what is it about your shine that I don't have in my life? And God will use you to let them know it is the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus came from heaven to earth to show us the way. From the earth to the cross, our debt to pay. From the cross to the grave, he went underground. And then from the grave to the sky. Lord, we lift your name on high. Arise and shine for your light has come. Amen. Write it down. His glory is risen upon you. His glory is risen upon you. For those of you that don't know him, meet the glory. Close the distance between God's countenance and where you are today. The light has come. You don't have to be afraid anymore. You don't have to hide now. Everything is exposed. So let's draw close to the Lord. Let's draw closer to God. Let's close the distance. Meet the glory. Close the distance. Lift your head. Elevate your focus right now. If he's shining, just lift up and close the distance. Move toward the light. Glory to God. The scripture says, see, or look at the darkness over the peoples. So take a moment right now and look over our world. The whole world is arrested. Why would God allow, with all of the promises that we have in the scriptures, we raised our, why would God allow seniors been working so hard? Why would he allow something like that where your whole graduation is interrupted? 
Why would it, why would that, why would something, why, what, what is so special about you as a senior in high school or a senior in college that God would disrupt your plan? You know why God is doing that? Because he loves you. The whole world is moving this way when God says, you forgot about me, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shift things now so you can start walking in the light. Stop planning your life and find out my plans. Glory to God. How many of you know his plans are good for his people? God's plans are so good, hallelujah, you can put credit in it. Glory to God. You can even praise him in advance for the things that he's going to do. Glory to God. God has never forsaken his people. He's interrupting, 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 interrupting our plans. Glory, hallelujah. So, take a look, my people. God says, take a look at the darkness around you. The darkness that's over neighborhoods and communities. The darkness that's over cities and even counties. The darkness that's over states and nations. At the same time, the scripture says, but its glory appears over you. And this is amazing to me. While darkness is all around the world, God is arising. The day stars are rising over you. Well, Bishop, I don't see it. You're not supposed to see it with your natural eye. You see it with the eye of faith. You didn't see corona with your natural eye either. So nobody can tell me, I got how can you worship a God that you can't see? Listen, my friends, you, 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 how do you worship a microorganism? Worship and bow to it, and you didn't see it. Amen. Glory to God. I'd rather serve the God that can curse the micro. Amen. Glory to God. He can say, peace be still, don't move anymore. <laughs> Glory to God. I could have shaken somebody's hand that have the disease, but God said, not you. Glory to God. What are we talking about? I would, listen, I wouldn't serve another God other than our God. I can put my confidence in him. Amen. Glory to God. The Bible says, even though the darkness is in our community, look at the darkness over the peoples, the neighborhoods, the communities. Look at the darkness that's in our cities, the darkness that's in our counties, states, nations, and in our world. But the glory appears before you. And I just want to help you in the name of the Lord. Meet the glory. Arise, shine. Glory don't come to people with hung down heads. Glory comes to people who are meeting the glory. Glory to God. If glory is knocking on your door, open up. The scripture says they are in darkness, but your light has come. They may not know, but your light, your day has come. So we speak to nations now. We speak to nations. We speak to the nations of our world. We speak to the inhabited places. God loved the inhabited places that he gave his son. Your light has come. Wash your hands. For the church, it's just sanctification. Watch your hands. At the same time, lift up your head for your light has come. Your light beckons you. Not only does it beckon you, it beckons kings, the scripture says. Officials. High-ranking officials. God is saying to you, your countenance needs to lift because your light has come. Heads of state, heads of nations, Jesus is trying to get your attention. I was watching CNN this week and watching Fox News, and all of a sudden, Franklin Graham came on. Franklin Graham came on, Fox News came on CNN. And he said these words, he says, my friends, maybe 
you're going through some hard times right now. And uh, I just want you to know, maybe you don't know the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior. I want to introduce the Lord Jesus to you. He's the Son of God. You can pray a simple prayer, a simple prayer like this. Father, I have sinned. I have fallen short of your glory. Save me. Come into my heart, and I'll live for you. And if you said that prayer, you're now part of a new family. And my heart just leaped out of my chest because this man, do you know how much money that costs to buy that kind of time on a major network? And I'm amazed with how church folk, I'm amazed, I'm amazed with how church folk, penny pinch God, penny penny God, a cattle on a thousand hills is the Lord's. He's not concerned about 10,000, 20,000, 30,000. He owns it all. And he'll spend all of that. So one person can come to the light. Just like companies will buy planes for their CEO to fly wherever they want. They can hire thousands of people, but they will buy a plane for the CEO because they recognize his greatness. And the church has not learned that. That God will spend all of that money just to get one saved. Amen. Glory to God. And my heart leaped. I said, whoa, look at the son of the late Billy Graham who took a moment and said, I'm going to use my resources to reach out to a dark world and to tell them while in darkness, we can penetrate it through the light that comes from Jesus. And I was so moved. I just heard this message, penetrate the darkness. Glory to God. And I want to encourage all believers around the world. This is the best time for you to share the love of Jesus. Not your experience, not what they said, not what's coming against the world, but the fact, the remedy is the light of God's counsel. It is the gospel of Jesus Christ to share it with a dark world. This is the only light that's shining right now. Even after Corona is over, you're going to see a series of these things happening to our world because God is not going to let this generation say, I can forsake every other experience, all of the experiences of my ancestors because I have knowledge. God is not going to let you walk past him and run to your future without having to stop and say, God, I must salute you. Because it's God that brought us to this spot that we're in today and not we ourselves. Hallelujah. God brought the world to this level of technology. God brought this world to satellite signals. God allowed the world to experience technology. God positioned us so we can talk to you today. And he's not going to let us give ourselves the praise. We must give him the glory and the honor. Glory to God, and he's arresting the world. I feel for our children. I feel for those who've been working hard. Don't get me wrong, but God loved you so much, he would not allow you to step into apostasy. So he's stopping it right here. Glory to God, drawing a line and say, will you give me your all in all? Will you trust me with your future? Can you exchange your will in exchange for mine? Can you give up your will in exchange for my will. That's what worship is all about. To surrender our will in exchange for his. Glory to God. And Franklin Graham, and I want to say it, to the Samaritan Purse and to the descendants of Billy Graham, what a great move. Your 
your international platform, you've used it to share the gospel. And I could see the scripture said, the end cannot come until the gospel is preached to all the world. And I could see people looking for long messages and whining and dining. No, 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 it's the simplicity. And in that one instance, people from all around the world that watch these news networks, he shut everything down. No sports, no games, no movies, no concerts, no restaurants, no Walt Disney, no Disneyland, M no MGM, just news. And here comes a little message from a man who is a descendant of a great man who took that moment like I'm doing right now to share with the world that Jesus is the light of the world. And if you follow Jesus, you will not walk in darkness, but you will have the light of life. And for believers who say, well, I already know that. No, you don't. Because if you did, you wouldn't be running around scared. If you really did, you would follow the prescribed plan and stop being obstinate. If you did, you would use this opportunity to use your platform to share with the world. I've got the answer. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him, there's no other. Jesus, if you have some questions in the corner of your mind, come on, Andre Crouch. You got to come back from the dead, preaching and singing like you are singing in the future. The, the things you talked about, we're actually living right now. The things you sung about, we're living it right now. If you have questions in the corner of your mind, places of discouragement, peace you cannot find. Jesus is the answer. Hallelujah. I bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Glory to God. I need to pray for those of you that are watching and those of you that are here in the sanctuary. Glory to God. You gathered. Thank you for following those guidelines. Jesus is the answer for the people of God all around the world. Amen. So let's penetrate the darkness. Think about darkness everywhere, dimness everywhere, gloom everywhere, and you have the flashlight. Turn it on. The darkness can't even comprehend it. Some of them may laugh at you. They laugh at me. What? That doesn't make sense. And I always take them back to Corona. God gave the church something to deal with. You running scared because of Corona. You never saw it, but you use faith in it, and it caused you to spend money that you didn't have. It caused the whole world to come to a halt. Don't tell me you can't put your faith in God's word because he prophesied that these things were going to happen. Let me just share something else with you. Read the book of Revelation and you'll see that this is the first of many series of things that's going to come. When you see these things, Jesus said, you need to take, make sure your feet is in a sound place because these are the beginning of sorrows. So you need to understand, I know no, nobody wants to say that, but I come from the Bible. I'm a, a, a citizen of the kingdom and he tells us to preach the word. If you're putting your confidence in the world, okay, I'm going to get my break. Okay, you need to understand that there's a greater world out there. There's a world that God has established, and you have what we call an eternal life in Christ. You want to live in that life in its full. This is, we're just pilgrims passing through this life. And the way we live it, glory to God, will determine the way we go.
And I just really believe that God wanted me to share that with you. If you're here on Facebook Live, please make sure you let us know where you're from. I want to know where you're from. Make sure you write it in there. Just send it. Make sure you write it in there where you're from. If you are giving your heart to the Lord, if you came to the Lord doing this message right after I preach, right after I take you through the sinner's prayer, I want you to let us know. And you can contact our church. We're going to make sure that you know who Jesus is. Singers, let's come back. I just want you all to know that I love you and appreciate you. Pray this prayer with me if you don't know Jesus. Uh, Lord Jesus, I thank you. I thank you for uh, dying and and, and being buried and, and then coming out of the grave for my justification, for my sanctification. I accept you in my heart as Lord and Savior. I accept you as the full pavement of my previous life in sin. I forsake that life and now I give my heart to you. Save me, fill me with your spirit. And God, I will live for you forever. In Jesus' name, amen. It has been a real joy to share the Word of God with you. A special thank you to those who care for this ministry. No amount of financial support is too small. It is because of you this ministry is possible. To support us, go to our website at truthrevealed.org. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and share with friends. Be sure to tag us when you share at Trim Nation One. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, I'll see you at the Word of Truth Revealed.